0: this episode of Raising Killen, the podcast to motivate, inspire, and educate parents raising kids with special needs. I am your host, Marsh Naidu, and today I am sitting with my good friend, Rachel Townsend, and we guys are going to tell you something uh, that's coming up soon. World Cerebral Palsy Day is slated to take place on the 6th of October, and y'all, that's just two weeks away. Rachel and I are going to do an impromptu interview. So sit back, get your cup of coffee, and join us for some awesome chat. Marsh, what
1: are some things that people can do to raise awareness for Cerebral Palsy Day?
0: Rachel I would say the most important thing that they can do is get onto the website worldcpday.org again that's worldcpday.org and check it out now what parents can do for their little ones that uh, that they have cerebral palsy is actually participate by sharing their story um and it's actually really interesting because you can get to see how families uh, navigate uh, life with cerebral palsy throughout the world. Um, they is also um, using the hashtag worldcpday when you post on social media to create awareness um, of cerebral palsy as well as something really easy guys which I really want you all to consider is just wearing a green t-shirt on the 6th of October and if there's any questions regarding it just saying hey it's World CPD. I also want to just Briefly say uh, exactly what cerebral palsy is because I think that would create a, an understanding. Cerebral palsy is actually a, a congenital developmental delay that happens anywhere from birth up to two years old. And basically, it's a neurological impairment where there is injury to the developing brain. Um, so Often people would say, but you know what, I, th- I thought it was more like a muscular issue where a person's not able to move the way they want to. Guys, that's just not correct. Everything comes from that central control system uh, in our body, which is the brain. So when the brain function is altered, our muscle function is altered. Um, the causes for cerebral palsy can be anything from uh, a traumatic birth delivery to a child, for example, uh, uh, maybe contracting a uh, uh, an infection uh, that then leads to a uh, a series of events to where the there is trauma or insult to the brain. So, cerebral palsy basically is a childhood. Uh, condition that affects the developing brain from any time from birth up to the uh, age of two years old. There are some instances where in, um, in mom's tummy, where a child can develop a, a stroke that's what cerebral palsy is and as a child develops you can have disruption of their movement patterns where they are not able to move and coordinate their movement the way they want to there's also uh, keep in mind the brain controls everything so speech might be affected as well cognition may also be affected um And when there are delays in those areas, ultimately, there's just a global delay. And that that is what makes cerebral palsy such a difficult uh, uh, condition. And uh, it's just not something that occurs at birth or during childhood. The effects of it last throughout the individual's lifespan.
1: I was going to ask about that. How does that affect developmentally an individual into adulthood will it get better will it get worse
0: so the actual insult to the brain is not going to change because once you once there is injury to the brain that injury is there however the brain is a dynamic organ it just it repairs and there's there's a whole lot of science that's based on neuroplasticity which I believe um uh Karen Pryor in episode 6 of our podcast talks a lot about that. What is neuroplasticity and how does it uh, uh, how does it impact the developing mind? But it's the whole premise behind Hebb's law, which is if you fire together, you wire. So the more an activity is performed repetitively, that then becomes habit. Now, a brain Uh, the brain also doesn't just need habit. In order to get that firing going on, it also needs uh, new and novel activities. So uh, varying experiences are important as well. But in order to develop movement of the body, it's a matter of practicing those actions over and over and over and over again.
1: You just recently wrote a book discussing some of those very things. So could you tell us a little bit about the book?
0: So the book was put together for parents that initially receive a diagnosis of developmental delay and or cerebral palsy and are overwhelmed with that diagnosis. I know for myself, uh, when we received a diagnosis, it's first of all, what in the world are are we going to do in order to help our child? So um, this book is basically talking about the not only my experience, honestly, it's talking, it's drawing in the experience of three other moms which walk you down their journey and pathway uh, of raising their child with cerebral palsy. And it's bringing that collective experience together. We actually originally met on the blog that I run, which is RaisingKillen.org, org, which, for all intents purposes, is more a community of parents that that share their journey. But it is also a place of resources for parents to go to, uh, to find out information. For example, Achilles International, um, which is a organization based in New York that actually promotes. Uh, running and physical activities and social connections uh, for kids with disabilities in order to um, uh, kind of create awareness and minimize the stigma that comes with um, having a disability. Uh, You know, I mean, Rachel, my generation, our generation, I mean, we just didn't have much knowledge of what a disability really was because we actually didn't see people with disability out much in the community, right? I mean, unless we actually had a family member. So creating that awareness is important because I think it also, uh, it decreases that, that, that perception and that, that stigma of what it is to have a disability and it allows people with disabilities to become contributing members of our communities. So yeah, check out the blog, RaisingKillen.org. There's lots of awesome information and I would encourage a parent that wants to share any of their stories uh, to, to reach out to us and we will gladly host them.
1: Now, what compelled you to write the book and what platforms is that available
0: on? So the actual book, I hate to say this, but the other moms and I thought, man, wouldn't it, it have been awesome if we had a coat? I'm I'm just doing air coats right here, but wouldn't it be awesome to have a handbook of, is there a pathway? Or what do we need to look out for? So that is actually the, the motivation for writing the book. It is... Um, some experiences and strategies that we have used. And we just wanted to put that down on a platform to where uh, a mom or a dad had a, uh, just a resource that they could go through and read wherever, whenever we won't, we were not bound by geographic location. Anyone in the world could have access to the information if they wanted it.
1: Right, and raising Kellen. When you decided to start Raising Killing Incorporated, that was in 2019, correct?
0: That's right, Rachel. So Raising Killing itself, the blog and podcast uh, came about uh, when we went to, uh, oh my God, I can't, but guys, we're taping this right now in... uh, September of 2020. So, like, we are six months into the COVID pandemic. Um, so, last year we did travel to South Africa in 2019, and I presented at a conference. At that time, the therapist once said, "You know, why don't you put this information down so that other parents would, you know, kind of find some encouragement from it and and just try and source out." what path to follow, what it is that they needed to do in order to have their child reach their potential. Um, So um, that was how the idea of the blog came about really. And when I came back home, you know, uh, Dennis Anderson from um, Dyersburg Community College, Alan Ingalls, those guys, Steve Heron, they kind of came together and helped help both the blog platform and the um, uh, podcast um, startup. And that's how that evolved. However, you all know that anything related to tech is just not uh, not uh, cheap. So um, even though the project was initially self-funded and that was fine, we just needed to find a way to, you know, just kind of get some help in order to maintain the platform, because that's where the costs lie in maintaining a platform, and the best way to honestly do that was to um, turn raising Kellen into a nonprofit um, and uh, find a way to sustain the nonprofit, which is one of the reasons that. One of the goals of having written the book is that the book, we hope, will help contribute to sustaining the nonprofit, uh, but also hopefully to receive, you know, some kind of sponsorships. We, We really are not honestly asking for any donations or anything of that matter. Because when it comes to raising a child with special needs or developmental today it is extremely, extremely costly. no matter how well off you are or what type of insurance you have, there is always things that are needed that are not covered by insurance. So we don't want any I mean what I'm trying to say the the information is for parents to consume, just consume. But if there are any community sponsors out there that would like to help us towards our endeavors. Or hey, grant writers. Oh, grant. <laughs> holy smokes. Yes. <laughs> I've completely forgot. We were grant right. I didn't even... Grant writers. Yeah, guys, if you write a grant, please. RaisingKalen at gmail.com. That's exactly... That's what we're looking for. Um, just to... Yeah, just to help... Maintain the platform so we can keep the information that is on there and uh, for anyone that wants to access it from anywhere at any time.
1: If you have the ability to write state grants, Raising and Incorporated needs your talent.
0: There you go. That's it.
1: So... As far as Raising Kellen Incorporated, tell me how that manifested and how it's materialized today and what kind of community events that they sponsor or have the idea to sponsor in the future to raise more awareness.
0: So what we're going to do now, um, moving forward, now that the book is done, uh, we are going to take just a little bit of a break. Um Towards the end, maybe towards the end of the year, to, towards December, raising kitten, uh, the, the nonprofit does have a board of five members, and uh, we will regroup at the beginning of the year to decide what community projects to go ahead and and get started. Uh, but for right now, we are just going to maintain the blog uh, and maintain the podcast and keep on producing material. Uh, this last Monday, I spoke to a young lady from um, Oklahoma, Amanda Dickinson, and she is actually a associate professor um, uh, at uh, Oklahoma Wesleyan University. Uh, she runs a foundation called Mighty Miracles Foundation that basically is to help uh, parents that are... Um, um, have the experience of being in an ICU after their child's birth. So that's what her mission is. So we're just going to keep on interviewing folks, uh, sharing what they're doing. Uh, we, That's it. Just keep on telling those stories so that other parents know that there's hope.
1: It seems like Raising Kellen Incorporated has helped you connect and network with a lot of different people, not even just in the nation, but across the world. Because I looked at the blog site, there's some amazing stories. They're very personal. Photographs are there. The experiences are there. They're very heartfelt. And I, I read experiences and testimonials from women all the way in Africa, um, here in the States, so it does seem like the reach on the blog is, is very, very good and offers a really good support system for mothers, fathers, just parents and caregivers in general who are trying to navigate through life with, with someone with cerebral palsy.
0: I, I- Rachel, I couldn't have said it any better. I mean, that's exactly what this has turned out to be is a network. It has turned out to be a network of people bound together. And I have that up on the the website, guys, bound together by a diagnosis, but still living our best lives. And that, that is our motto. I always end off by saying, you know what, guys, always remember get to the top of that mountain. I mean, look, it, it's not to say that is it a matter of whether your child's going to be independent? Is your child going to walk? Or is your child going to talk? Or is your child going to be able to hold their pen and write? It's, it has nothing to do with that. It has what it has to do, however, is focusing on your child's potential. Uh, and keeping your head on that pathway and that road and working hard in your therapy, uh, uh, following the advice of your therapist, which is critical. Early intervention is something that we have always supported. And just, you know, just forming that habit of including those exercises into your daily routine and just one day at a time, one step at a time, but always knowing that you put in the work to get to the top of your mountain, whatever that mountain is, whatever goal or whatever you set your sight on.
1: So Marsh, the book and the blog site have excellent ways for parents to be able to um, cope with what they're going through as being a caregiver and being in certain situations and trying to get through the process of Uh, not just taking care of their child but actually going through the day-to-day of the hospitals and what kind what the best um, care would be but what about the child on days where your son is you know having a really Mm -hmm. bad day he's feeling really discouraged Mm -hmm. he needs something uplifting what would you say to other parents to kind of help on those days where uh, nothing just ever seems to, to really go right, and you just can't seem to get their spirits up.
0: So what I would say in a situation like that is, first of all, acknowledge it. I think acknowledgement part, plays a large part in... Um, not it not every day is going to be a happy day or not every day is gonna be a fun full moment. Acknowledge your child's emotions, uh, acknowledge your emotions as well. Uh, and, and validate those emotions. And you know, we 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 all we all have those situations, but you know, after a while we, we just have to put it behind us and we have to, to move forward. Um So, you know, that's why I think being a mom is just really important. I mean, you know how to soothe your child. You know how to comfort your child. You know when they have been pushed to their limits. So you need to actually back off, acknowledge that, validate what they are feeling. and But at the end of the day, I mean, I don't know. You you just just have to, to go on as well.
1: I thought that I could do all of that until I was introduced to the teenage years. Lord have mercy, don't and see that. It. <laughs> it's, it's like approaching a wild jungle animal. You have to do it with care and caution because you never really know what kind of mood they're going to be in. And I'm, I'm really hoping that this uh, either she's going to break or I'm going to break, but one of us is going. Uh, the ship is the ship is gonna go down pretty soon I think if we don't get it harnessed in
0: see that's something I always wondered about because I know things right now are so because it's mama says so I do do you know what I mean but I I, that is something I'm 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 really gonna go on tiptoe about because I won't lie that is something that I really if I can just give my little pennies worth here I'm like with Kalen, I'm just really trying to give him like extramural activities or things that he can stay focused on or things that if he's having a, excuse my depression but shitty day that he can focus on, you know what I'm trying to say? Right. But I know that's just a splint. And, and I mean, honestly, when it comes to uh, mental health, um, mama may not always be able to get it. Uh, so in, in, that sense, I think I think as a mom you would know that if your child is withdrawing and not really participating, then maybe that's something that you are not equipped to handle and something that you would need to get help for your child with. I don't know, Rachel, see that's just, to be honest, a little bit out of my realm. Uh, because I don't have that experience as yet. But I think that that would be important to do because, yes, if you are having a bad day, you need to pick yourself and go on. But I think if you see the, your child's behavior changing to where that child's withdrawing, it would, I don't know, I think my red flag would go up. I would have to get help in that situation for Gail for, for Kaelin. Right.
1: Well, I think those post-pubescent teen years are kind of a dark room for every parent unfortunately so when when you reach that hurdle then I'll uh, I'll wish you the best
0: we hold my hand <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to have a support group <laughs> for yes. that I'm,
1: I'm doing it with uh, a lot of gray hair and a lot of coffee so Cerebral Palsy Day is coming up. Uh, We are going to be advertising um, a lot of information and awareness about Cerebral Palsy Day uh, through different forms of media uh, via podcasting like we are now and um, also through various publications that I'm sure Marsh will talk about later on in another podcast episode. Um, Is there any other information that might be useful for Uh, parents or caregivers to know about cerebral palsy day that would help spread the word or
0: I think using if you're on social media uh, if you're on Instagram or Facebook using the hashtag well cerebral well CP day and you know what just I mean, ju- just allowing your child to participate in the day, either by sharing, the, just sharing their day, sharing their achievements, uh, sharing their their favorite uh, uh, pastime, or whatever you would want to share.
1: Social media awareness yeah. is that's a that's a real thing now. It there is. was like there was something that came up on my Facebook a couple of days ago. I think it was like Siblings Day or. Grandparents' Day, or something like there's a day for everything, and I never knew about it until Facebook came along. There
0: you go, <laughs> that's exactly right. That's, I mean, that's like the power. I mean, that's how I mean, in it, it, what are the chances of parents connecting all over the world? You know what I mean? Just by sharing a common cause, or I mean, just I mean, it's amazing, and you're right, it's a really powerful tool, it's just really powerful. Yes.
1: Social media has empowered. So many people and the spread of information, uh, sometimes the spread of information we don't really want to spread, right. but in this case, we hope that everybody will spread it and hashtag it.
0: That's it. So. Well, guys, Rachel has also written an article for uh, our paper, and she's going to tell us a little bit more about it. Where, where can we find the article at?
1: So the article should be available at stategazette.com. That's www.stategazette.com. We're hoping that the release date will be on the week of Cerebral Palsy Day. We hope everybody will pick up a copy, check it out, read it, get some helpful information, and hopefully spread that along. Sharing is caring. Tell everybody about everything that we're trying to do. Um, There's also going to be some links for Raising Kellen Incorporated for anybody who wants to read the blogs and maybe get more invested in what's going on here locally in Dyer County. Um, Marsh is always looking for uh, interested and exciting people to come along and maybe interview for podcast episodes and also anybody that wants to throw in a hand to volunteer in what they're doing with Raising Kellen Incorporated.
0: And guys, you know what, no matter what your challenge is, I mean, we're always needing help. I mean, I'm serious. Uh, Whatever it is, if if you're good at social media or uh, if you're a creative person that is uh, a a good artist, whatever it is, whatever help you have, we will take. And uh, if you want to know more about the podcasting, if you want to know more about the blogging, uh, listen, just drop me a line at raisingkillen at gmail.com. That's where we want to really see it move uh, in Dyer County. We want to see more young people being given the opportunity to get interested in media, find new creative ways in which to express their talents and, you know, just create collaboration and inspire creativity. So that's, that's my hope for Dyer County too all right guys well thank you so much for listening to us that was this is just a little bonus episode me and and rachel are playing and we're going to edit this out and we're going to put it out as a bonus episode so remember october the 6th is well cerebral palsy day and wear your green as always guys remember get to the top of that mountain this is marsh Naidu together with rachel townsend and
1: Thanks for having me, Marsha. I appreciate it. All
0: right, guys, we're signing off now. Have a great evening. Bye now.